Thank you so much for listening to the audio version of our podcast. If you prefer an extended cut version with extra content, there's a link to our YouTube page on our website at letgoddie.com or you can follow us on Facebook. Also on our website, we have a support tab. If you'd like to contribute to what we're doing and help us continue sharing the stories of God at work, you'll find a link to our Patreon page where you can pledge as low as $1 a month and help us continue putting out episodes of the podcast. Most of our episodes do contain some content and language not suitable for children. Thank you for your time and on to the show. Welcome to Let God Die, the weekly podcast sharing stories of God transforming lives through changing perceptions of who He is and what it means to follow Him. We believe that commonly those who reject God haven't experienced the truth of who He is, and that those who follow God often have false expectations or understandings. Together, we can take those perceptions of God and let them die, so God can live. Uh, we recorded six repost episodes earlier. Um, we are going to do, um, I'm actually not entirely sure how long, but we're just going to repost some uh, some oldies, some goodies. Pretty excited to uh, revisit some of the old conversations that have personally had a big impact on myself and on Calvin. So uh, those will be coming fairly soon, early August. Uh, taking a little break from new episodes but uh, to give me some time to work on another project. More will be coming about that. But yeah, it's one that I've been wanting to do for a very long time that I started like 12 years ago and put to the side and uh, just feel like now's the time to do it. So I'm nervous about that, um, but uh, pretty stoked at the same time. All right, this is a Let God Die podcast. This is Josh. Hey, this is Calvin. And our guest today is Mitch Marcello. Um, what up? So Mitch, Mitch, I've been wanting to have you on here for a while, um, just because uh, I don't know, just from knowing you, the little bit that I've known you, um, I just know that you're a very intentional person, and we uh, see things very similar, like with ministry and the church. Um, and uh, our most recent episode was with uh, Dave Bindewalt. Yeah, I saw that. that was good stuff. Yeah, from the Center for Play and Exploration. Um, if you haven't listened to that talk. Uh, you definitely go back and listen to that. It's just really cool stuff there. Um, but a lot of what he's doing with the center, I think is similar to what you do. Um, so we wanted to like intentionally have your episode follow his. So I, uh, you just uh, shared with us that you're in Ohio, um, uh, talking with a church about fresh expressions. Uh, uh, give us a little overview of like who you are as a person, what you do in life, and then, uh, leading into what in the world fresh expressions is. Yeah, sure. Uh, who am I as a person? I have a number of interests and um, uh, curiosities. If we're going off of play and exploration, uh, you know, he, uh, um, I love experiencing new things. Uh, some people refer to me as a missional entrepreneur, um, and uh, and so I was. Uh, I went to school for music performance as a French horn player. Um, and I've been doing, uh, after that, I have been doing uh, full-time ministry uh, for the last, shoot, 10 years of my life. So working with different churches, college ministry, and what I'm doing uh, on community outreach was another part of that. Um, to what I'm doing now um, is, uh, is more revolves around the, this fresh expression idea. And so, uh, 
basically what that what I get to do is uh, build a network of uh, forms of church for our changing culture that are established primarily for people that are disconnected from church. Um, and so there's uh, so fresh expressions. So what I just said, fresh expressions, that's what they say. That's like what that's kind of like the, the tagline. What is a fresh expression? It's a form of church for our changing culture established primarily for the benefit for, of people not connected with any church. Um, and so that's uh, fresh expressions and what they do. And uh, and what uh, it, it's it kind of operates under this premise of the, the culture is changing, it's shifting, it has been. <clears throat> and we look at statistics of uh, less and less people coming to church. Um, maybe if you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching, maybe, you know, maybe you're one of these people or maybe, you know, some people that for whatever reason, they're not interested to come to a Sunday morning worship experience. Um, and Fresh Expressions uh, really takes that seriously um, and, or tries to uh, and by and sends and releases what we call pioneers to go and and uh, go in incarnate and create incarnational ministry opportunities, uh, form Jesus communities wherever the people are. So whether it's in a bar, whether it's on the rugby field whether it's in a community center or your home, uh, uh, a coffee shop, you name it. Um, it. Yeah, some places in the UK, one example that I love, that I'd love to go visit, uh, uh, there's a DJ, like a professional DJ that formed a church in their club. Uh, and so, uh, so that's what Fresh Expressions does. Um, and so I get basically my job locally it, uh, in Williamsport is to help build that up. And what I get to do with Fresh Expressions is talk to churches and conferences, denominations about this um, and hope and invite them into kind of dreaming about what it could look like if we were to release pioneers to go and start listening well, uh, to start loving and serving well in their communities intentionally in specific locations to build relationships with people that again would not come to church for whatever reason so you've been doing that for like 10 years i, I haven't been doing that for 10 years i've been doing um ministry for 10 years i've been this type of work i've been at for about four years now oh nice mm -hmm. how'd you get hooked up with these guys like did you just stumble across something at like a college ministry or something that they do like a seminar? Or... No, what? Uh, so Fresh Expressions US is relatively new. Um, it's about seven years old or so. But it, uh, how how it came about was actually a pretty cool story. There's a gentleman, a pastor, his name's Chris Sledge, who at the time he was in seminary um, and he wanted to do a project in coordination with a church that he thought might do something with it. So he did this project on something called the Axe Network, and he he contacted Pastor Matt Lake, who's the uh, pastor at our church, who's he's he's just a wonderful person. Um, and uh, and Matt said, hey, yeah, that sounds great. Let's let's do this thing. And so he wrote this thing about micro communities and uh in uh intentional living houses 
and we're like, Hey, this, this sounds pretty cool. Um, and we started to, to realize and look around that. Yeah. These statistics, the culture is shifting. People aren't responding to what we have called church the same way they did when Christendom uh, really was ruling America, right? I mean, the, the exiting exiting of Christendom throughout the, Europe and America um, has been a slow and steady uh, movement, but now increasingly more people are becoming aware. So we were becoming aware, and Matt Lake, um, Matt, Pastor Matt, he, uh, he kind of had the foresight to say, I think we need to make this investment um and so long story short he created this position and we went about it for about the first year and a half not knowing about fresh expressions we learned about them they learned about us and we just met up <laughs> so it was kind yeah. of an intersection that you guys just had similar hearts that you were already uh, pursuing and it just made sense to partner together essentially yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's a, that's a good yeah good way to put it. Um, and so, but we were doing about a year and a half until we really met, and we're like, hey, you're you have better language, you have better training than we do, and they said, hey, you're doing this, um, and uh, maybe we can put our heads together. So that's how that happened. So you're saying that it uh, it started in the UK? Was that? Yeah. So it's been it's been about. Um, it's been about 20 or 25 years that it, it's been existing in the UK. And a lot of theologians, writers would, will say that um, America's like spiritual temperature of America is between 25 and 35 years behind Europe or so. Mm. So kind of, kind of where they are spiritual temperature wise right now, they would say in another 25 or 35 years, America will follow that progression for whatever reason. Um, and so uh, this, that that's to say they experienced this fallout of their fall of Christendom, where basically they lived in a, a Christian culture. They experienced that before us. And so they started tinkering and figuring it out. And um, I, I like the way Byron Borger um, put it they were kind of fresh expressions were somewhat credited with stopping the bleeding and uh of Christ, of uh christianity uh not just them it was other organizations too but they were part of that as well um and so uh they they started going into coffee shops the public sphere meeting and creating these smaller church experiences and really redefine like helping redefine or re recapture maybe remember what church originally was like um when you book when you read the book of acts um we see it very clearly um and then obviously when we observe jesus's ministry of uh not just going to the synagogues and preaching but going to the well on the mountain in a boat uh, you know, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. um, that we see these examples. This is what ministry, this is what church, this is what life looked like. Um, so it's pretty exciting to kind of see that, um, especially when you start looking at it from that biblical perspective. You're like, oh, this starts to really make sense. Yeah, one thing that I think is really cool and valuable is the fact that uh, your 
you know, like I, I guess the church that you're a part of, um, I've been there just, I think once, but it's a, a little more traditional, I guess, as far as what I would think of, uh, a church to be, you know? So the church itself is not like a fresh expression, but it's a ministry that flows out of the church. Um, can you walk us through a little bit of what a fresh expression looks like? Um, maybe one that you have been a part of or that you've helped kind of form. Um, what are kind of the elements uh, of one of one of those gatherings? Sure. Well, it really varies. Um, and so one of the things that we tell people when we're talking about fresh expressions is that um, it's not a program, oh. um, mm-hmm. you know, and so uh, when you learn about it, we really actually teach more of a journey. Um, and so there's these, these five circles that we talk about. And we talk that the very first one, first circle we say, like if you're at the very beginning of this journey that you need to listen, uh, you need to listen to the community, where's their hurting, where there's uh, in the community, where do you have a heart for the people that you feel like you could minister to this group of people, whether it's a subculture somewhere of motorcyclists or whether it's a, uh, an area of the city that just needs uh, needs love. Um, so the first one is we say you need to listen um, and listen well and take, take the appropriate amount of time to do that. Um, and after you've done that, the second circle we talk about is loving and serving. So after you know what those needs are and those wants are, and, and uh, you go and you meet those needs, uh, you love them and you serve them. The third is building community. So from that, a community will start to be established. Um, and uh, from that community being established, we have an opportunity, the fourth circle is to explore discipleship. Um, and when we say explore discipleship, we don't necessarily mean start a Bible study or, you know, uh, that could be it. Uh, that might be a, a good um, way to do that. Uh, but it could it could look different than that. Um, and just real conversations uh, that way. And then the fifth is a church starts to form as you explore discipleship, um, as you all are probably familiar uh, with kind of that. And so. Uh, so that's to say, uh, that's more of that process. Um, and which is, which means each one might look a little different. There are, however, um, a few central components that we would say need to exist. And then I'll give you a national example, but, um, (laughs) uh, but like we would say there's needs to be an up component and out component and of component and an uh and an in component so up in out and of so a connection in that time if there's over and it doesn't all have to happen right when you start meeting like you know if you started with motorcyclists tomorrow i wouldn't say incorporate an up in out and of like from the start um take time to establish and build those relationships um so the up is a connection between us and god the out is with us in the outward community the in is the affirmation of each other, and the of is the recognition that we're connected to the larger church. Um, that's a that's how we talk about it. You could also have a very Presbyterian answer if you'd like that. So for you Presbyterians listening, it would be more of uh, you could say there's a there needs to be a proclamation, not necessarily a sermon, but a proclamation, uh, prayer, confession, uh, communion, and giving of and so that's more of the presbyterian answer of it 
Um, but those are both helpful ways you can think. And so, and, and Josh, you know, you've been over at the, the pajama factory. We do these Monday dinners. Yeah. And so that's a good, so that's probably a good one to, to point out just because that's been developing and um, we're really in the exploring discipleship place. But I took about two years listening over there, just existing. I did work woodworking over there. I drank a lot of coffee. Um, I played board games um, and just got to know the people and the artists. And uh, I love being over there. Um, and over like after that listening, we had an opportunity to start this. We found like to start a community dinner over there. Um, and so we start feeding people and we, um, we'll probably get between 70 to 90 people on average coming over there. Um, and we've, we've done things like talent shows and uh, in service opportunities, people have painted things and, and given them out. There's been some really beautiful moments over there and we do music and everything. And we're just now, we've been doing that about a year now. We're just now having conversations with that community of, hey, um, we'd love to really uh, incorporate some faith component around this time. So we're actually asking the community, what do you, what would you really like to see happen with a faith component? We'd love to see that happen, but we don't want to force it on you. But people are really uh, affirming that. Um, and so I'm excited for this fall. I really think there we're really going to have some more concrete, whether it's Bible studies, I'm not sure. Um, but we have the two two leaders over there leading that charge. So that's probably a good one to 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 kind of take a take a gander at, take a look at. That's sweet. Yes. So as, as far as like how you guys select your leaders, I guess like what would if I were looking to like start a fresh expression here, like what would what would you guys like need of me or like. Is there like a certain criteria that like you need or that you're looking for when it comes to people to plant essentially or? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you, you need to love Jesus. Um, that's, that's first and foremost. And then the second thing is that we, we talk about being a pioneer people that have, um, <laughs> people that might be a little discontent, uh, on a Sunday morning, they're like, uh, they, they might go to church and be like, ah, you know, like it, this is good, but my heart doesn't necessarily soar here. Um, and so there might be a holy discontent um, with somebody that is called to be a pioneer. Um, and But also someone that is willing to just step out there and be brave, um, have that courage. Those are some of the qualities I think that we, that we see, we need to see in pioneers. Um, but I would also say some really unsuspecting people are some of the most wonderful pioneers. Um, I'm wor working with a lady right now who has a heart for the Williamsport home. And so she's gonna start an Axe Network pursuit <laughs> at the Williamsport home. And she's the most nice. church person that you could ever meet. Um, and But she has a heart for, for this people group. And she realizes these people aren't gonna come to us on a Sunday morning, so I better go to them. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say that she's a pioneer. <laughs> nice. you know? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So that's like having more like a, a natural or a knack for like, I don't want to like put a tag on it, but more like people who have like a heart for evangelism. It would seem like I have like more yeah. of a a fit to be like the type of people to go out and actually plant like church communities wherever they are. 
Yeah, I would say evangelism is pretty important. And then like with that APES stuff, um, if you're familiar with Alan Hirsch's work of um, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, fivefold. Yeah, right, right, right. And so apostle, being an apo uh, evangelist and apostle are pretty high up there. Um, but I would also say for something to really like, just to kind of tag this in there, for something to continue, you eventually need to link in a shepherd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, 100%. You know, like you somehow need to find that because uh, I have, um, I mean, doing this for four years, I've started some things and I look around and I'm like, I'm not a shepherd. Like, that's not me. And I really wish someone next to me was one of those people. Um, and so, uh, so it's kind of like that holy synergy when, you know, go figure the body of Christ comes together and works towards that, that uh, same effort. That's when we really see some powerful stuff start to happen. And uh, share with us a little bit about, um, I guess, kind of the scope, like with yeah, you living in Williamsport, like how many of these um, fresh expressions are in Williamsport? And um, I guess how many nationwide, like what's kind of the makeup uh, as far as, um, are there a ton of people doing this um, as far as you know? Um, so uh, as far as fresh expressions nationwide, it's it's still mostly on the East Coast. Um, there, uh, you, there's a dinner church experience by some really cool people um, uh, in Seattle, Washington. They uh, they they uh, Verlin and Melody. Um, they uh, have started this dinner church initiative and really have um, can hand over a, a certain model to people to go into a place and start a dinner church experience. So th so that one I think is the most prominent um example but we also see examples of like kayaking churches and tattoo parlor churches and um there's one in florida called burritos and bibles at a mo's um and uh, which is a pretty cool experience uh locally it kind of ebbs and flows i think right now um there are eight fresh expressions um locally in williamsport um and uh but we also have a number of initiatives we we would say that there's initiatives uh that are building into it just to help with clarity um but a couple really exciting ones uh there's a there's a, this thing called shinrin yoku which is a japanese word for forest bathing or nature therapy and so there's a pastor uh and uh and another that's teaming up to create uh worship experience in the woods around this nature therapy experience so we're working with that and um, with the Weemsport home. Uh, we're kind of building on this whiskey in the word <laughs> experience, um, which, I, yes, uh, uh, which is pretty exciting. And then we've been teaching swing dancing, my wife and I, um, and we're really looking at building that community with the purpose of introducing discipleship. So even with swing dancing this last Holy Thursday, we had a chance to invite people to come and have dinner with us before the lesson uh, to celebrate Holy Thursday. Um, and so that was, a, and, and we had nine people come to that and uh, we were just really tickled about tickled. We were like, I don't, maybe nobody will show up, yeah. um, but we were just really tickled that, that they would come and then they in, and share a meal and, and talk about Holy Thursday. So um it's pretty special to us, yeah. It's, we, we look forward to seeing those those endeavors grow, um, and really more people, and and really dig into the scripture that way. So, cool. I, 
I'm going to kind of take this a uh, different direction, uh, maybe in some ways. Um, but uh, I, I think a lot about how um, you, you mentioned like people being discontent with like uh, maybe the Sunday worship experience and like seeing that there could be something else. Um, I, I know that there are stats about like so many churches closing their doors like every week uh, nationwide. And um, I think on the surface, there's like this... Um, I don't know, attitude of like, man, like how sad. Hopefully this doesn't come across the wrong way. Uh, there's a part of me that like is not excited about that, but uh, doesn't necessarily see that as a terrible thing. I don't know. What's your experience with doing this and with talking with people as far as like um, people's hunger for the things of God? Because I think I think that I see a lot of people that are hungry um, to know God, um, but they might just not do so or like uh, relate to maybe the more traditional way. And part of part of my answer ties into Dave Bindelwald and what, what you guys were talking about. But um, I was talking with somebody last week, was it la- two weeks ago? And I think that he said uh, what probably a lot of people feel is that he said, he said, you know, when I went to, ch- when I would go to church, this person doesn't go to church right now, but when I would go to church, um, I always thought it was about just reminding me about how bad I was. Um, remind me about how sinful I am. Right. Rather, you know, like rather than first and foremost, you are treasured, you are loved. You are like, this is good. Like this isn't just good. It's good. Good. It's tove, tove, tove. Right. Um, and, 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 so, and, and tove, is that the, uh, the Hebrew word used in Genesis one? Is that, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of that. It's like they ran out of words; like they couldn't really explain it. They were like Tove, um, and Ben Conrad, uh, that old rattlesnake. He would say Tove ma- Maod. Um, those the uh, the Hebrew for it, uh, but it's like this excess of goodness, like in that they really ran out of words. And Dave Bindelwald would say, like, it's like, do you like her or do you like her like her? Like that's how good. It's like. They, they don't know how to express it, you know, and, and but that first and foremost, this this creation is good. Um, and uh, and there is something wrong with it. That is part of the the biblical narrative. And we don't want to uh, we're not trying to forget that. But understanding the entirety of the biblical narrative and um, and the cultural mandate that we are able to go and cultivate this and go and be curious and go and explore it, I guess. Uh, ask ask the question one more time. Uh, like I'm not sure if I'm answering that sufficiently. Yeah, you're good. I guess I kind of rambled, so it wasn't a clear question. Um, but uh, yeah, where, where do you see the future of the church going? Um, do you equate churches closing with being like, um, oh, we're going down the crapper, or do you see that there is still a hunger within people for the things of God, and maybe? that's like coming to the surface more of that hunger um, as a result of maybe uh, unrelatable expressions. Right. Well, fading so yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a cynical response to that yeah. and I have a more optimistic response well, cool. to that. Uh, the, uh, but uh, you know um, I think for, in order for us to experience resurrection, there needs to be death. Um, and uh, so I, I think I'm probably more along the lines with you that the closing and the death of cultural Christianity, where it was just accepted and expected of you, 
I think <laughs> I'm probably with you on this. I think that there are good parts of that that it's going to un has the potential to unleash or unearth something inside of us. Now we do mourn, you know, uh, uh, we don't wish that to happen. We don't yeah. want people to lose faith. And, you know, that's a, that's a tricky way to, to put it, but, um, but I would rather be sitting next to on a Sunday morning or whenever I'm with church with people, I personally would rather be sitting next to 10 people on fire for Christ than a thousand people that are there to consume something and just feel like they're supposed to go for out of obligation. Yeah. Um, and I, and I feel like kind of this process that's happening is, uh, is, is kind of uh, forcing that out a little bit. Yeah, I definitely feel that that sifting being a thing where um, is no longer like, okay, to be on the sidelines. Like you're either going to come to a place in your walk with Jesus where you're going to be all in or all out. Um, I've kind of just been seeing that trend lately. So like the people who are not really in it are going to be forced with a decision to make whether they want to decide to actually be all in and really follow Jesus or they decide they want nothing to do with it whatsoever. And I mean, like in the Lord says that this is going to happen in the last days, like, you know, like not to get all like eschatological, eschatological, uh, whatever that word is eschatological yeah that the long college term for end time stuff like <laughs> not to do all that but at the same time like that is just the reality of what I feel like the church is going through right now where like the separation is being very clear where like people who are really wanting to know and discover Jesus are given the opportunities to do that while the people who've just done it because it was what they're supposed to do, like they're going to be turned off to it, but maybe in them being turned off to it, they'll actually be turned back on because they're going to be coming back for real rather than just following because they feel like they should. So there could possibly, like you were saying, like in the death of the, I guess, cultural Christianity that we've been okay with, maybe there is a good to it where like, it's going to stand out more and it's going to be more powerful because there's going to be real believers behind it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. And again, I ho hope that doesn't sound too, you know, cynical or, or negative, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to kind of hard to, hard to put it a certain way. The, um, but maybe, maybe simply put is I, I want my faith to mean something, you know? Um, I mean, personally, um, I, you know, I don't want to be, I, I don't think anybody wants to just be going through the motions with anything, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, uh, and make this investment to say, and to know, Hey, our, our faith in Christ uh, has a, has gravity to it. Um, you know, and, and, and this isn't necessarily, I, I don't, I don't think this is necessarily, um, uh, congregants. Like when we think of that, like, like that, and, and, we never want to play the blame game. It's just not good. But right. le leadership and leadership in the church has kind of bought into this and continued offering uh, the sugary content like a uh, like candy, you know. Um, and we we know we want in people. This is everybody. Um, we desire our spiritual life to be robust, um, to really be significant. So we can dig in and, and we can cry together and laugh together and eat together and everything in between. 
Um, and, uh, and, and I think that's the, the, you know, prayerfully and, and we can only follow the Holy spirit and we can only ride the wave that, that the Holy spirit is, is taking us on. And so prayer, but prayerfully, that's the type of stuff that we will be able to experience more. Um, and that, you know, and I, I and I, I personally have the, the, the experience to be able to live into that too. And Josh, I know you have as well. And uh, the powerful stories that you shared. And so I think just more of that um, is is what we're looking forward to. Um, but it's messy. It it challenges big systems, challenges big organizations. It's it's hard to gauge. It's hard to measure. Um, so it makes people uncomfortable. So, uh, Mitch, uh, kind of going a little bit backwards here. Um, a lot of the times we have our guests like share their stories of like coming to Jesus and then um, kind of getting into more of the now. I feel like we've focused more on like ministry that you're involved with now. Uh, would you be cool sharing like a little bit of your story, I guess, uh, maybe looking back on like the connecting points that God's brought you, um, brought you to, to this place? Uh, like have these been things that you've always had a heart for? Um, and uh, I just kind of going back to uh, before you, before you followed Jesus, um, what was that transition and where is that, how has that brought you to now? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great question, man. Um, and I, and I, and I don't have a problem sharing that the, I think uh, part of my story is that um, I was part the church I grew up going to. Um, I believe in the course of eight years, there were three affairs with uh, that the pastor, uh, uh, not just one pastor, three pastors had Sheesh. affairs. Um, and uh yeah. And so like what I experienced kind of like church wise was, I mean, there were definitely good people there, but was just, you know, kind of tainted that perception of what church was for me. Yeah. Um, and so, and I never really gave my life to Christ um, like personally until I was in college. So kind of like fast forwarding from that, um, uh, my father, he was a lawyer, and then he became a pastor. And as he was going through his training, I would sit, spend time on the phone with him and talking to him about his classes, what he was learning. I found it really interesting. Um, and my junior year of college, I was, like I said, I was a music major. My uh, my French horn uh, professor, and so the guy that I go with every week and uh, be with multiple times for lessons, et cetera, et cetera. He was diagnosed with lung cancer. And four months after that, he had, pa he passed away. Wow. Um, it, and then, uh, the following, uh, eight months, um, the girl that I was dating, uh, uh, and I split up who I thought I was going to propose to. And, uh, so like a lot of stuff I built my identity around, kind of just came crumbling and but i did have this faith background of like you know what if this actually is true uh <laughs> then i think that i should probably go and find out um so i actually went to shadyside presbyterian church um and i met dave bindelwald <laughs> oh yeah and he and he became my campus minister um 
And uh, it was digging through scripture each each week with Dave, going out like one-on-one conversations, going to Bible studies, uh, reading Romans really, really in depth. And it was a rainy, rainy night. Um, and I was in my car by myself. And I remember just weeping and uh, and inviting Christ into my into my heart. Um, and, uh, that was the, that was the, you know, born again moment for me. Um, so, uh, past that, um, you know, like I said, I, I was a dancer. Um, I love it. I was a musician, love it. I then went to work with mechanics. So I did campus ministry with, uh, I went from being a, a musician and a dancer and, and I worked with, did campus ministry with mechanics that worked on automobiles. Huh. Sick. Uh, for three years and I lived on a farm um, and I, I, I played in symphonies. I, I have the, I had the opportunity to play in symphonies around the world. Um, and so again, pretty like scattered everything. Um, and, but I can, and I even made the comment one time, I was like, man, I just want to experience all I can in this life. Like I, I got, I'm, I am just full of curiosity and I just want, I want to, that's what I want to do. I'm like, I'm like, this is awesome. I just want to learn more about it. Um, so maybe I'm just ADHD, like, and I just haven't like come to terms with it um, or something. But, uh, but you know, I guess bringing it all all full circle is, I believe, fresh expressions. Like, it's like a diamond. Like, we have an opportunity to experience God, this infinite God that's infinitely wide and infinitely deep. Um, we get to worship and experience God's goodness. And it's like permission to me to say, like, say, Mitch, God is in control of rugby. Get on the rugby field and praise and worship me and discover my new mercies here today. And then fill in the blank, wherever it is. And like, I, uh, I, I just, I just can't wait. And I want people to, to, to know that, like that, how God has created you personally, uh, is, is correct <laughs> for you to honor God does not necessarily mean you have to don't pretend to be somebody else. Uh, God, you know, like, uh, and so I, th- that message to me is very near and dear to my heart and it's very liberating and permission giving. I just, you know, I, I, uh, um, it's one, I, I, you know, I want to be living into that more. And as Dave would say, playing in creation and, and finding the depths of God's goodness and to say, and be very quick to say, praise Jesus, praise God for this, you know? Um, he made us to do this. Um, and like, what does that do to our evangelism? What does that do to how we live our lives? So that's kind of that connecting point of like how it all kind of comes full circle. Yeah. Cool. I, I had no idea like Dave was part of that formative, uh, you know, time in your life. That's really cool. I thought he was just a guy who likes happens to be do, doing similar things as you. That's really rad. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he started the center for plant exploration, um, you know, I, I got to learn about it and, um, and I'm, and we're, I, we're working on this experience called a play date <laughs> to, to invite people in and learn about what it would look like to create churches at play. And so, um, that, that's, uh, I'm pretty excited about what that may become. That's really cool. 
like taking people's like personal interests and things like that and just finding the glory of God in it. Cause like Correct. you need people in every aspect in every area of life to really like to touch everyone because Jesus does love every person. Like he loves all of them and they're all created to be part of his family and to have people in so many different spheres of life that are willing to represent Jesus. Like I think that will all in all, I hope I think further unify the church, but also yeah. for those people, give them a direct person that they can like, I guess just discover Jesus with. Yeah. Like intentionally. Yeah. Some of your listeners or maybe all of them may know Chris Bernsdorf, yeah. but he's my roommate. Yeah. We've, we've... <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. My bad. Well, I mean, when I think of Chris, I think of somebody that's doing this work, you know, first, like firsthand, like he's using poetry and he's existing incarnationally in these places and he's lifting the name of Jesus there. And I'm, I just, I think, I mean, when I think of that, I'm like, man, he's doing some really um, wonderful, wonderful things. And, you know, it's, it's one, one example. Uh, um, I'm sure, sure y'all agree. So. Oh yeah. 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 It's phenomenal. I was thinking, I mean, I guess uh, a lot of what Dave talked about and things that you've said, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, um, getting rid of that um, mindset of like some things are sacred, some things are secular, um, and just seeing that like, no, like uh, anything that we experience um, is God-given. It's just a matter of oftentimes we take it and distort it or, um, you know, and it, sometimes we get in this mindset of like, since it's been so distorted, um, I don't know, seeing it in that lens, in that lens, instead of it being, uh, you know, redeemed, so to speak. Yeah. And me, and I mean, Abram Kuyper, you know, where he talks about every square inch is being of this creation is being redeemed back to him. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that's exciting to think about, um, is, is what would it look like if we took that seriously? Um, you know, if we, if we actually believe that everything, like everything was God's, you know, and like going to that sacred versus secular conversation, um, that God loves poetry more than Chris Bernstorff does. Mm -hmm. Like he, like what? No, 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 no. Like, yeah, he loves it more than Chris does. Or, uh, or I mean, what, what's something that you just love so deeply. I mean, I love music. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Yeah. God loves it more than you do. So what does that, what does that start to mean? You know, like what, um, like he loves architecture, you know, it's his and like, and, and, and so when we start learning what, learning that is and what that is. And, and when you start like the, the exciting part for me is that press expressions kind of takes this idea of, what is church? And we start to, to kind of understand that we've made church to be about and look um, uh, like things that um, maybe they, they, they don't need to, or maybe they shouldn't, but we'll go with the don't need to. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but there's a lot of unnecessary things that when we, th when we associate the word church, what do we normally think of? We, we think of a building and we think of a budget. And, you know, we think of Sunday morning uh, and like, those are fine, but that's one way. Mm -hmm. And so 
when we start to kind of put these two ideas together that both like God is redeeming all things and that church it's possible for meaningful deep spiritual church to start existing and colliding with this um that it's you know, that that we are we're like wait wait a second you know um and like your head my my head just kind of starts to starts to blow up a little bit yeah very cool but yeah thank you so much for sharing about fresh expressions and your own story um for anyone who wants to hear more about fresh expressions or um if you can give that info and also um you mentioned traveling you're traveling right now to meet with the church to kind of share about what fresh expressions does um if there is anyone who's listening to what you're saying who would love to have you come out and uh share with their church um how can they get a hold of you and what would that look like yeah um i mean if 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 it's specifically for that purpose um you would just uh, contact uh fresh expressions us and um just kind of get that bold ball rolling but if you go to freshexpressionsus.org that's the website and you'll find a bunch of info and blogs and resources that you can uh get in touch and they can start lining that up but i mean honestly if you want to email me you can uh, mhmarcello2 at gmail.com i mean you're more than um, more than happy to just talk back and forth as much as y'all want so well, thanks so much, man. I uh, love what you're doing. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate uh, your heart for, I don't know, just meeting people where they're at. I'm, uh, I'm thankful to know you and I appreciate you. And uh, thanks for sharing your story, man. Likewise. Have, have a good night, gentlemen. Take it easy, Mitch. We'll see you, dude. Take care. Yeah. Uh, I, we went to a Fresh Expressions thing that Mitch did um, at a restaurant locally. And he just shared about um, what they do and walked us through some stuff in some ways similar to what dave does um but with just that different i guess goal but uh yeah the both those guys have challenged my understanding of church in so many different ways and just what it looks like to do community um and uh uh, just that it can take a lot of different forms um so yeah which is cool like to know that it doesn't always have to look a certain way but like you can take something that someone's naturally passionate about and like have other people there who see the glory of God through it. Like we, like I talked about earlier, like that's really tight and have those people like come together and just see what the Lord wants to do with it. Like a lot of what he said was like, you know, it's not like a program where it's like this, these steps that you're going to follow that's going to lead to A, B, C, and D, but more like, this is more like a step of faith just to see what the Lord is willing to do with people who are willing to see his glory in it. Yeah. So that's really tight. It's yeah. definitely different than anything I've ever heard before, but it's so cool to know that it's been not only a thing for a while, but that it's kind of bearing fruit and people are really like understanding and seeing God through it. Like that's really tight. Uh, you brought up programs just then and he, he brought up programs. Um, I've realized more recently that that's kind of the way that my brain functions a lot of the time is always gravitating, uh, associating mission with programs. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying that that is not correct, um, but that is maybe the way that uh, I've kind of like been, uh, I guess, trained to think. Um, and that's been a really difficult thing, I think, in the last six months just to, um, <laughs> I go through time periods where I'm just like, I'll get all these ideas and I'm like, ah, I'm falling into that mindset. Um, that's just like where I naturally go. 
Um, so yeah, it's really refreshing and encouraging, um, to know people that are challenging that mindset and, uh, not doing things in that way, but are doing things very intentionally, um, and missional, um, but Mm -hmm. not, not just by creating a program, um, which is, yeah, what I, uh, what I tend to go towards. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to see what else we're up to, uh, to listen to past episodes, you can head over to letgoddie.com. And if you want to check out the extended cut of this episode, search Let God Die on YouTube. If you'd like to help us continue doing what we do, you can head over to letgoddie.com and click on the support tab. Any contribution would be much appreciated. Thank you so much for your time, and we will see you next week.